Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. What up, Bert? What up, squad? Back from L.A.? Yeah, can't you see I'm very tanned? I could see that you uh, you, see you, you were, geez. you know, uh, and even if I couldn't see it, you would <laughs> really be dark. telling us about it. Really dark. The sun <clears throat> was beaming on me. I'm really not as light as I was when I left. I'm, on the other hand, I look like death warmed over. This is what happens this time of year. He gets darker, you get paler. That's what you're saying? Oh, it's so, New York, like once you hit the start to exit summer, everyone turns a kind of greenish like well, not I, everyone. A, a sallow. No, 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 no. Literally not everyone. everyone. No, no, actually not, everyone. Not everyone. Everyone. Not everyone. No, actually everyone. That's the weird thing. Everyone. Well, like, I think he's. I think. Yes, Jay is referring to. I understand. Thank you, Doctor Key. Darker As, side. So am I. I'm saying everyone looks like they could use some sun. You could just get some. And in L.A., when you live in L.A., you can't wait for it to get cold on the East Coast. Just so you could text your friends pictures of the yeah. beach and stuff like that. Key, keys, you know. He's been doing that. Yes, why not? And then I came back to a disaster of a football game yesterday. You were there. Jeez. That's when you know it's tough, when everybody just takes a second to breathe. Nobody even knows what to say. Like, that's how I felt yesterday. I, I text Key, I'm like, at least you should leave early and beat the traffic by halftime. Guess what? I was already gone. <laughs> you see, so, why you wait the half? As soon as you said that, I was already in the car. Oh. I had sent the video. I'm already in the car. You see? No, you know what's interesting? Like, why would I stick around and watch the Giants do that? Yeah. Before, they started off good, though. First drive. Before yeah, the, I love it. First before quarter, there was fourth a and seven. inches. Go for it, Daniel Jones. You didn't just come off concussion protocol. Go for it. QB sneak. <laughs> no, Saquon. <laughs> you know, the whole thing. The, you know, this is the first year of 17-game regular season. But in a 16-game season, I used to think, you have some outliers, some really good teams, some really bad teams. Most teams are in the middle-ish. They get a little lucky. They're ten and six, a little unlucky, six and ten. Occasionally, see a matchup between a really good team and a really bad team. That's what we had yesterday. You had a matchup of I think the Rams are an elite team, and the Giants are going to be picking near the top of the draft. And so, what was the, I don't even know the final score thirty-one whatever it was, was. thirty-eight eleven thirty-eight eleven right. You know what, though? But we accomplished something incredible. I mean, in five straight seasons that we started off one and five. That's true. That's hard to do. That's an incredible accomplishment. The Giants can't even lose well. In other words, like, have the worst record in the league in a year where you have a great quarterback prospect. For the last five seasons. Being at at the game and and just, you know, checking it out and and seeing the game and looking at it, I I know y'all going to kill me and, and curse me out and everything. I get it. I don't know that Dave Gettleman is the problem. Okay. I, I just don't know that. What do you know? What's what, the what, wait, 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 I'm no. watching Why? the coaching. The coaching sucks. He's not coaching. He hired the coach. I, I get that he hired the coach, but when I interviewed you and hired you, you told me something different. You told me you're going to fall in line, you're going to do all the right things. What didn't you? What, what? Hold on. This is what you tell me. Yeah. Now I go away for a couple of weeks and I come back and I find out you're not doing everything you said. That's the same thing Joe Judges did. He hired him. He's going to do the right thing. And then you got a quarterback like Jay saying, trying to sneak the damn ball on 14 inches, got no push at all whatsoever, 
coming off concussion protocol. Where he took that's on a, a defender. Oh, where he took on a defender at the goal line. That's the oh. coach. That ain't got nothing to do with the general manager. The coach called that damn play and approved that play. So, you, just, so you're not even looking at Garrett. You're looking at Judge. Because yeah. Judge is, okay, Garrett is the offensive coordinator. But Judge has hired the offensive coordinator, and they're communicating. And the first thing that I'm telling him as a head coach is I don't want Daniel running the ball because he's already, you know, we're coming off concussion, so stay, let's stay away from quarterback runs. Let's just stay away from him. <laughs> it makes Co- too much sense, Key. Like, it makes no sense at all. What do you think about the record? If I told you somebody was 16 and 38 during their tenure, what would you say about that record? I would say I would it would I would have I would need context to it first of all. Okay. Well, I, don't, I, I don't I don't need context. It's too long a period of time. Sixteen and thirty eight. So think about that's that. too NFL many seasons. games. It's too many seasons. You should be getting. Oh, well, who are you talking about? Dave Gettleman. Yeah. That's his oh, record. But see, he, what again? Just, I, 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 it was an exercise. It was like a blind resume. If I were to tell you. But it had to be. It wasn't a coach. Context would be key. I would agree with you. I know what you mean. Like if I saw. It moving in the right direction, and there was reasonable explanation for the futility until then. I don't see enough upside with it. Like, if I saw upside, not just that they're getting a little better, because if you're drafting high up all the time, you should be getting better. But if I saw upside, like, damn, they're getting ready to go on them. I see upside, like, they might well, be decent. They're not very good, man. Right. Uh, they're not a very good football team. But yeah. I don't know if that's the general manager or if that's the coach. Feels like it's a combination of all the and above. And it might be all the above. Feels deep, all the above. It could Pete. be all the above. I mean, like, poor guy had about so many turnovers. I know he had the three interceptions, but he was like dropping oh. the ball everywhere. It was just, oh. it wasn't very but, good. I mean, not interception right there. Just, oh. Well, the receiver just slipped can't and run before. <laughs> non professional receiver. Key was at MetLife, and he left unimpressed by the Giants' performance. But he I left with three minutes left in the first half. <laughs> he wasn't the only one. You lasted that I long, know exactly huh? when I left. <laughs> the fans were booing the Giants after their lackluster performance, and that did not sit well with Leonard Williams, who is the Giants' highest-paid player. Here is Leonard Williams at the post-game presser on being booed by the home fans. I mean, they do bother me, honestly. Uh, you know, I... Obviously, we're in our own home stadium. I don't want to be hearing boos from our own fans. Um, I understand that they have a right to, you know, be upset as well because they're coming to see us put, you know, good football on the field. And, uh, you know, we haven't been winning up to date. And But at the same time, uh, I don't know. I just I don't like that. What are they supposed to do, cheer? I mean, they started booing early, though, man. They were booing, booing at the beginning of the game. As a Giants fan, Key, and the Giants were never a franchise like they're a powerhouse every year. They go up and down, right, and they catch lightning in a bottle sometimes. But as a Giants fan, it feels like, you know, what? it was 2011 when they won the Super Bowl last. They've been so bad for so long. Like, people have had it, had it. It doesn't feel like it is. It is, Max. It, it, and with the, with the talent, it, the problem is, though, when you think about, in, in Key, you and I, we talked about this, like the talent. When you think about the names, where you're like, all right, like Saquon Barkley, finally healthy. Like it, it seems like everything was supposed to pan out this season to a degree. Nobody expected this team to go one and five. But they didn't have Kenny Galladay yesterday. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. But, they, they, they were not very good. That's, that's all problem, I can tell you. It just feels like there's a, <laughs> yeah. there's, there, there are litany. You didn't have to go to MetLife to figure that one out. There are a litany of excuses. Yeah. That's what happens when you become a bad team. That's, right? That's you start looking so at true. things. Yeah. Well, Kenny Galladay was out, and Daniel Jones' concussion protocol 
But then we're sitting here talking about Lamar Jackson. I don't hear Lamar Jackson talking about excuses. And it's an unfair comparison, but life is unfair. You start looking at things. Look, look at this guy making the most out of nothing. Here this team is with talent, but they just can't it's, figure it's, it it's out. It's because it's been so long, Key, that you can't look at this individual excuses. Like, if only this, that, because every year there's lots of excuses. That means, like Jay said, it's like a leaky boat. You patch up this hole, another hole springs over here. It can't just be about injuries and bad luck. Not over a 10-year period. It's before Gettleman, even. This goes to Jerry Reese toward the end of his tenure. They've just been awful. No, they're not very good. (laughs) They're not not, not very good at all. Well, there you have it, Giants fans. When I hear hear the tone of your voice going that direction, that means you're like, I'm checked out. They're not very good. At least here's the ray of hope. Here's the ray of hope. A lot I of people pick. think Gettleman won't even be fired, and neither will Joe Judge for many years. Yeah, Joe Judge just didn't – he wasn't impressive to me watching him from up top. It just – there was nothing that made me go, ooh, that's my coach. Just mm. nothing. Yeah, But I don't want to pile on the dude. I'll leave that up to y'all Giant fans and yeah. the sports talk There was something that made me say, ooh, that's my coach. Newspapers and stuff like that. You just – he didn't – he wasn't inspiring, let's mm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything – out on that field that told me this is the staff for the future. That's really troubling because it's one thing to look at it, but it's another thing if an experienced football eye, Key, who speaks Parcellian, as always mentioned, who can, who, can, who can look at it and say, this is not it. I mean, and confirm what we're all thinking. Three is, minutes left in the half, man. Out of there. Deuces. I wasn't and you stayed too there. long. Yeah, and I might have stayed a few <laughs> minutes too long. I wasn't about to watch that. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Hopefully, we have a, a, another Manning on the way. Another Manning on the way to Giants Stadium. That'd be awesome. Next couple of years. What do you think? Arch? Arch maybe? Manning? Maybe. It's going to be a lot of people lining up for Arch. Yeah. We got to first get him to USC, as I told Eli yesterday. <laughs> Once we get him to USC and we get him nice and surfed up, yeah. we got to get him surfed up. Because yeah. we Eli, Eli, I was with Eli talking, and I told him, I said, Got to get him surfed up now. He's got to come with this. We're going to get him that blonde hair. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get him looking like a real surfer. And he's going to quarterback the USC Trojans to our first NFL. I'm with it. I mean, our first national title in a long time. I'm, for, I'm all for that. As long as he winds up on the Giants. I'm, I'm Just good. Just come back. Keyshawn J. Willem. Get him out of the SEC. He doesn't need to be there. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance, proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Braves lost their best player, Ronald Acuna, at the All-Star break and entered the postseason with only 88 wins. Let's bring in Buster Olney. Buster, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out. How surprised are you that this Braves team, which is like excellent every year since forever, but somehow never can reach the big prize. How surprised are you that they're only two games away from the World Series? Uh, if in this moment, I'm not surprised. That actually, Key, I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I picked them to uh, to win this series over the Dodgers because since the trade deadline, guys, they are the hottest team in baseball, 42 and 20. 
Uh, it's a testament to the, you know, the front office, of the Braves, which was, uh, you know, basically after Ronald Acuna Jr. got hurt, blew out his knee in uh, July 11th. They didn't quit. They didn't tank. And we've seen other teams in baseball tank. The front office basically stepped up and said, you know what? We need to get help. We need to support the players. They went out. They got Jock Peterson. They got Eddie Rosario. Uh, you know, it had the big night last night. They got Jorge Soler. They got Adam Duvall. And they've been gaining momentum. Uh, and they're a dangerous team right now. Last night in the eighth inning with uh, a two-run lead, obviously, the Dodgers went to the bullpen with Julio, and um, he came in relief. What are your thoughts on the way we used him in that situation and it did not work out the way that it did prior games? Yeah, I didn't have any problem with it uh, because, look, uh, the Dodgers, when they played that game five against the Giants and they basically threw the kitchen sink, they had a bullpen game against the Giants and they survived that. Max Scherzer on the mound. Well, last night what happened? That was a domino uh, effect from what happened the other night. The, the Dodgers in, in recent days have had to scramble for pitching. And so if you're Dave Roberts and you're sitting there and you're looking at that inning, you got some left-handed hitters coming up. Arias, incredible uh, success, you know, left-hander available. It was his bullpen day as he prepares to start game four. And so we used him in that spot and it didn't work out. And I always go back to – you know, a conversation I remember having with Bruce Bochy, uh, the former manager of the Giants when they won three World Series in five years. And I walked up to him before one of those games and said, hey, Boch, I'm trying to keep track. Are you a complete idiot today or are you a genius? Because let's face it, when we get to this time of year, uh, the view on some of these decisions is, is in, entirely through the prism of the results. He made a decision. It didn't work out. They lose. Now they go back home and they've got Walker Bueller in the mound for game three. Buster, how concerning is it that Matt Scherzer had to leave with what he called a dead arm? Yeah, uh, and, and again, another domino from the other night. Look, we love to see Max go out there in that save situation. He was perfect. He was stomping around. They finish off the Giants uh, right after that game. You know, Dave Roberts was talking about, well, I think maybe Max can come back and start game one. He's 37 years old, and there's an after effect from throwing these high-stress pitches and so you could see uh, from the fourth to the fifth inning, his velocity dropped. He went from throwing 94, 95 to throwing 91, 92. And when uh, Dave went out to get him, uh, it, it, you know, after 78 pitches, Max was not fighting. He was like, no, I- I'm done. Uh, you know, going forward, yeah, it's a concern. These innings pile up for these pitchers, and you see guys get worn down, yeah. and it's something that Dave is going to have to manage as this series goes along. Buster only ESPN baseball insider joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Okay, Buster, I'm not mad at you. I know you picked the Braves in this particular series, but we are down 2 0. We're going home. Uh, this is baseball. We've got a long ways to go. What do we need to do to get even? Well, first off, I mean, having Walker up, Bueller on the mound in game three, he's the perfect guy. He's been their best pitcher this year. You know him. He's not afraid. He's going toe to toe. Uh, they're going to have the home crowd, and, and these series in the postseason, they change momentum so quickly. Now, a concern for the Dodgers is the fact that the, the Braves are rolling out another guy who knows something about October pressure, and that's Charlie Morton. Uh, and if you get through, if the Dodgers win game three and you got Arias starting in game four, they could be even. And while on one hand, I think from the Braves' perspective, uh, you know, they, they are a better team than they were a year ago. From the Dodgers' perspective, in these moments, 
their postseason experience becomes a weapon. None of these guys, uh, you know, all these guys have been through this before. The one big difference between the Dodgers last year and this year, however, and a concern is that their offense just simply is not as good. They don't have as much margin for error. Losing Max Muncy, an incredibly underrated injury because in every situation, he would always generate great at-bats and stress-opposing pitchers. And, of course, he's out in this series. Yeah, you know, we're talking to Buster only here on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. Buster, whatever decisions Dave Roberts has made, they had to just throw everything at the Giants, and it worked. They advanced, right? So now you got to deal with the repercussions because the alternative was you go home and you're not even in the series. And because they did not win the division, though they have now won 110 games this year, including the postseason, <laughs> they were forced to start on the road. Like, this is that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, okay, well, let's, let's get to the American League here. The Red Sox, uh, Kike Hernandez, has been amazing so far uh, this postseason. Um, this really bothers me because the Red Sox have me rooting for the Astros. Just, like, add it to the list of reasons why I hate the Red Sox. But um, have you ever seen a player come out of nowhere to be this good in the playoffs? The only time where I saw a guy this hot in the postseason was Daniel Murphy. Remember, he had that incredible run for the Mets. What was it in 2015 where it felt Second like he was baseman? getting a home run every every other yeah. bat? Kike Hernandez is having that type of run where when he doesn't get a hit, you're surprised. Yeah. And I got to believe that there are, are, are general managers all around baseball feeling like, oh, my God, why didn't we sign this guy? You know, last offseason, he was a free agent, and he got a two-year, $14 million deal. I had someone in the Dodgers organization say to me, boy, you know what, maybe maybe that's the direction we should have gone last offseason. He's been phenomenal. I know in my conversations with Red Sox manager Alex Cora, they targeted him early in the offseason because they love his experience, they love his positive energy, uh, and they love the fact that he'd been in the postseason so often. And that's certainly playing out. And I got to say about this series, man, it's one-to-one, but it feels like the Astros have a mountain to climb because they've had all these injuries to the starting pitchers. I don't know where Dusty Baker finds the pitching to win this series. Mm. Buster, you reported last week that the Yankees are inclined to keep Aaron Boone. Why do you think so? Jay, because they know him. Uh, and uh, let's face you know, in the last three full seasons he's had as managers, they've averaged 98 wins. He has a really good working relationship with Brian Cashman, but I don't think it's a certainty that he comes back. You know, last week, uh, the front office basically fired his best friend, Phil Nevin, their third base coach, fired two other coaches, the hitting coaches, including Marcus Timms, and uh, it's a complicated situation because Boney's contract is set to expire right after the World Series. This is not a case where the manager has one year left on his deal and he doesn't have any options. Boney doesn't have to work out a deal to come back. Now, since they fired Phil Nevin, uh, what we haven't heard from Boney's camp from his agent is, you know what, he's done, he's walking away. So I suspect that they'll work this out uh, either on some kind of like a one- or two-year extension where he comes back in 2022, but that's not certain in this moment. Uh, but it goes back to, uh, I think, the working relationship between Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. I think Hal Steinbrenner, their owner, wanted change, um, but he's not going to force Brian Cashman to fire Aaron Boone. Yeah, Aaron Boone is not the problem here. Come on, everybody. That is Buster. Right. right. Come on. Aaron Boone's not the problem. If, if, if Steinbrenner and, and Cashman want to look at anyone, look in the mirror. 
All right, that's Buster on the other Goodyear hotline. Buster, no response for that. That's right. Buster's like, oh, come on. They're really good. They are, but they're not the best. We don't have enough time. I demand the best. All right. The Road to the World Series. Thank you, Buster, as always. Always great talking to you. See you guys. Lousy Yankee fan over here screaming in my ear. That's right. right. Sorry about that. I hate it when people suddenly yell when I got the earpiece in. The Road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Speaking of New York teams, we'd like to see make changes. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, time for Key Observations. Key Observations is brought to you by Geico. Happy geico Switch to Geico and see if saving money is in your future. Key just had a key observation behind the scenes. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into it a little bit later. Um, all right, let's, let's go. It's Key Observations. Well, you, well, you want to get, into, you get into it now if you want, but we have things to do. Yes, we got bills to pay. Daniel Jones, uh, number one, Daniel Jones. He still hasn't figured out how to not turn the damn ball over. Watching that yesterday was just ridiculous. Now, he had the three interceptions, and I don't know how many fumbles he had, but it looked like every time I turned my head and looked up, they were scrambling for the ball because he was losing it. Fumbles Jones. You cannot be an NFL quarterback giving the ball to the other team as many times as he has. I thought that he fixed the problem earlier in the year. 
Clearly he has not. He is not the future quarterback of the New York Giants. They're going to have to find a guy. Number two. Number two, Matthew Stafford. Hmm. When I was watching that game yesterday from the stands, I said to myself, oh, okay. This is why Sean McVay decided that Jared Goff wasn't the right answer. Matthew Stafford was out there just slicing and dicing with Cooper Cup. Man, I couldn't believe that the Giants allowed him to just pick his poison any 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 way he wanted, which way. Give it to him, 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 give it to him. Nothing they could do. Sorry, Jay. Part of it. Number three. Number three, Joe Burrow uh, is a team that I believe in the Cincinnati Bengals could potentially challenge the Ravens for the division. The Cleveland Browns, I'm taking them off the board. They got a lot going on. Now you're going to eventually hear that OBJ is not going to be happy in that situation. That's going to add more to the layer. But Cincinnati, Mixon and Chase and things that they're doing, once they get a full healthy Higgins back in the, in the groove, this team can be serious in terms of making a push finally in the division since Marvin Lewis was not the head coach. Number four. Speaking of Cincinnati, let's just go back to Joe Burrow. And, and you talk about why the decision to take Jamar Chase was the wrong decision over over an offensive alignment. I just believe that you can find a wide receiver just like they did the year before with T. Higgins. They could have found a guy in the late first, second round, and still had a solid future Hall of Fame type left tackle to protect that young quarterback. Number four. And number four, the Jaguars get their first win. Woo! They beat the troubling Dolphins all the way in London, my friend. You know, Jay, I was up watching that. I watched the game. I got a chance to watch the Jaguars and the Dolphins. It's really early, but at least I watched. And Brian <laughs> Flores, is he, in another, is he another Belichick assistant that cannot figure out how to win on a consistent basis. Well, that track record isn't good, huh? It just doesn't feel right, right? Uh, and I don't know what it is with Brian Flores because one minute his defense is really good, and then the next they're not. And they're in the mix, and then they're not. In the tour situation, I, I, I sit back and I say to myself, you can't tell me that they don't sit back sometimes when they're in their meetings talking to each other and saying, damn, we should have drafted Justin Herbert. Can't tell me that. And Tua played well yesterday, but – not well it's, enough. it's a different class of quarterback. No doubt about it. Number five. And number five final, the Cardinals. Jay's favorite team is 6-0. and oh, you Red Sea! It's his team. He wants the Red Sea to attack me. Go after me. <laughs> it's like piranhas biting at my heels <laughs> all day long. 6-0 and oh, and they get Zach Ertz from the mm. Eagles. Mm. He hasn't even played yet. They're, as they say, the rich get richer. And this is a situation where they decided that Williams wasn't enough at the tight end spot for them, that they're going to find a guy in Zach Ertz and implement him into the game plan at some point in time, and Kyler Murray gets another weapon added to his cast of characters that he has. I mean, they, the Cardinals, I think of a couple games now this year. Get him, Red Sea. <laughs> Go after Keyshawn. Go get him. Way I think next. of a couple games this year, like the Rams game, when the Rams, like, are they the best team in football? The Cardinals spanked them at L.A. And now the Browns are supposed to be competitive, not close. And just the way they they, they had this little – they had the infrastructure because they had the quarterback, they had some pieces. But we always talk about – and Key, you've been talking about like name brand versus the reality, right? So J.J. Watt wasn't J.J. Watt anymore when they got him, but he could still play. I mean, he's Zach, a guy. Zach Ertz is not an all-pro player anymore, 
but you got to account for Zach Ertz. He can, he can help you. A.J. Green is not one of the top three receivers or four receivers in the game, but he's still good. They like just added a whole bunch of good veteran pieces to this team. And that's what you well, need yeah. sometimes. Omaha, can I call an audible at the line of scrimmage here up, just for up. one second because I know you're going down the whole Cardinal route. Yeah. I just I have, like, and Key's been saying it, and it, it's starting to bother me because the way he is playing, I think right now he might be the best deep threat in the NFL. And a lot of that has to do with the continuity between him and Joe Burrow. I think the Bengals got the pick right. Everybody goes back and goes to Penny Sewell. And I just don't think you can find another receiver off the streets, Key, that's like Jamar Chase right now. You know, he they 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 got it right for what they want to do. I wouldn't have personally selected it. I probably would have took it off. No, if you knew what you know right now, you still would have taken because I could point to a lot of receivers. In the league, you don't have to take a receiver that high when you have a guy that is a difference maker to protect the quarterback. Jamar Chase is a difference maker. There's no question about it. But I'd rather have a left tackle that's going to play 18 years than have a receiver that at any I moment felt that way at the draft. could do like this. Key, I felt that but, way at the draft, but you have to acknowledge. like When you get results like this right away. Yeah, but the receiver is only <laughs> touching the ball. He's only touching the ball four, five, six, seven times a game. Where a left tackle, he's in every single play. He's in every single play. If they're running 60 plays, he's in 60 Think of about them. how many times in recent years, though, they have gone and gotten the quarterback, a guy they played with in college, in the draft. So they even, even like in, in Jacksonville, it's like his running back, but a teammate in a skills position – I think a lot of that's about because they start these quarterbacks so young now, making him comfortable. No, there's mm-hmm. no question it was the right pick. But when you take a receiver that high, he has to be such a change maker and a difference maker to a whole. It's almost like taking a quarterback. Like he's yeah. got to come in and change the, the entire do- team. He's doing it, though. Yeah, he's a receiver, man. He's a receiver. They had receivers that were good. Boyd and T. Higgins was yeah, real good. good. Really yeah, good. Real good. Really good. Real good. So you add another guy, you can push back and maybe get him. Or you can add another guy in the later round, and I still get my tackle, is all I'm saying. I just, man, watch, watching him play for all the talk that was happening in the preseason about him having to drop. Yeah, season. people thought he was the fumbles. I mean, he's offensive rookie player of the year. I mean, it seems like he's moving in, in that direction. Well, like I said when we had the conversation in the preseason, he'll be fine. He'll understand the rotation of the ball. There's no stripes on the ball. The ball's shaped a little bit different. He'll understand the speed of the game. And, in fact, he said that shortly after, and it's paying off for him. He's putting up young Randy Moss numbers yes, right he is. now. Like, it's insane. And, yeah, they have a good core, receiving core before him. But sometimes, instead of, like, instead of addressing a weakness, you go over the top on a strength. They went over the top on a strength. Joe Burrow's having a field day out there. Yeah, they, they're a good team. That's why I think they could challenge the Ravens eventually. We'll see, though, right?
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN 2 Series, XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers, Rex Ryan, ESPN football analyst, joins us. Want that LSU job, Rex? No. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Actually, that that will pay so much. Yeah, I'll take that job. (laughs) Keith, thank you very much. I accept the LSU job. (laughs) Go Tires! (laughs) You'd be a hell of a college coach, man. You would turn that program upside down. I'd recruit. I'd probably break last everything. Time you time. In in college, I don't know. I took a team that was eighty something in the in the country to to six. I think <laughs> Wait, Oklahoma. One year at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Let's see. It's Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati. we were fourth in the country in D thirteenth one year. I think so. Disappointing. So you Oklahoma with Blake? I was. Yeah, for yeah. one year. Yeah, Coach Blake. And then I, I took a job at Kansas State to be the DC there for about a month, and I went into the league. Yeah, you would have been a good closer during college. Dude, I, I can recruit. I tell you what. But they would have been on probation I, I was a in a week. I a decent recruiter. I think we did. I think we had, yeah, probably probably go on probation. But I think I did <laughs> sign 14 NFL players in one recruiting class yeah, once wow. at OU. So, and let's see, the Jim Thorpe Award winner, uh, the uh, Rocky Kalmus was a Buckus Award winner, all those type of guys. Who you had? Will, Roy? You had Roy? Roy Williams. Yeah, Roy. Yeah. Wow. So, we had, we had some, some good guys. How did guys. y'all get him to come from California? Probation. Probation. No, his his aunt for real. His aunt came came by one day and she worked in in, uh, in our cafeteria and she goes, 
my baby, you need to look at my baby. And I'm like, oh, okay, yes, ma'am. I'll look at the tape. I'm like, oh, my God. We got on a plane that day. That's said, how it Let's happened? Let's go get him. That's how it happened. So I said, take a look at it. Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, most of those things, like uh, 99.9%, you're yeah. like, oh, my God. Why are you guys play, always losing people from California? He can't play dead in a B-Western. This kid, oh, God, was he good. Oklahoma pays more. Jeez. That's right. <laughs> Oklahoma pays more. Well, Keller Williams is killing it, so good for them. What, uh, was, your, what was your biggest takeaway from that Cowboys-Patriots uh, game yesterday, Rex? Dallas is pretty dang good, man. I mean, they look, th- this game is close only because they turned the ball over twice in a red zone. And But, look, they had was five. That really a fum- was that a fumble? The dive, was that really a fumble? Well, it is in New England. Keith, this is 567 yards. Of offense for Dallas. Yeah. That's the most a Bill Belichick coach defense has ever given up. And I'm including him being a head coach or a D coordinator. All right. Mm. 567 yards. That's hard to do against a Bill Belichick team. It's never happened. And that's how good this offense is. And by the way, Amari Cooper's not even healthy yet. Oof. Wait till he gets another week. You know, two more weeks, he'll get healthy. Gallup ever comes back. Like, I'm telling you, this team is. I don't want to say it. I don't believe in them either, but I have to. Like my eyes are telling me, this is really this is a really good football team. They got a difference maker on the defensive side now too, who can get you turn, you know, who can get you extra possessions. Yeah, they have a couple of them, and you're right. But that that Diggs has been amazing. It's almost like when it, when are people and I, I I get it. They gave up the deep post for a touchdown at the end. They, look, that was but, a blown coverage, though, huh? Well, it, it just it was played poorly by yeah. both Diggs, yeah. who undercut it, missed yeah. the interception. And, the safety. and then the safety, I'm like, yeah, what are you he doing? Had to cut that dude in half. Yeah, like what are you doing? Well, I think he closed his eyes. Yeah, I, you, well, that looked like a close your eye moment, right? I mean, because yeah. he went right, like he went right past him, touch him. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> you have to have closed your eyes. Like, and, and you know what's funny? All of us who have played, it's like, you know, does that really happen? Yeah, it really happened. It, it happens. Like, they close their eyes. Oh, I'm going to hit them. <laughs> oh, Re- no. Like, Re- Rex, you know how my brain works. So after after the game, I'm listening to Dak Prescott on the podium, and he's talking about Kellen Moore drawing up the play and oh, giving him his love, yeah. right? I'm like, all right, Ke- you know, another Kellen Moore reference. And in the back of my mind, I got Rex sound in my head saying, Kellen Moore, he's giving me that position one day. What do you even think about end of game, just some of the, the breakdowns from McCarthy from a management perspective? Once again, I feel like every weekend we're on this, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. Nobody can't get right. Like, so it's, it's one of those things right now to where, oh, my gosh, it's like he doesn't, you know, he's like, yeah, I'll just show up and all that. And then here it happens again and again. And he knows better, but yet, like, the, 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 when you call a timeout, when you don't, all that stuff. It, it's 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 past them, and and I know Keith. Look, I've been called crazy several times in my life. Like that dude's crazy, but and I know Keith thinks I'm I'm crazy uh, when I say that I could see that eventually they can move on. And it's like how I, he may win Coach of the Year, guys. Yeah, and they'd move on at the same and year. Move on because look, no way do you want Kellen Moore leaving your building. Well, you just pay him more money though. They already did it once, right? They he, did it with trying the... to go cheap on me to get me to be decorned for two million. I'm like, no, but I don't have, have Jerry's money so though. So much money that it's. But think be about ridiculous. it though. But think about it though, Rex. They upped the ante when he was going to go to Boise State right. and take a look at that as a head coach job. So they said, "We got something for you." And go back to the Jason Garrett situation when Wade Phillips was there. He was the highest paid. He was making three million dollars a year as a coordinator right. Right. because they didn't want to lose him as a head coach. So my only thing is. 
if I'm happy with Mike McCarthy and they go and run the table and win a championship or get close to winning a championship, you just say, hey, I'll give you whatever it takes to keep you as an OC until such due time that I'm willing to part ways from Mike well, McCarthy. And that, that certainly could happen. But this is the same guy that let Jimmy Johnson go yeah. after winning the Super Bowl. And it's like, I don't care who the head coach is. I'm going to bring in Barry Switzer. Mm-hmm. All right? And he won two Super Bowls. So, look, Jerry will do things his way, but no way. Like, if, if Kellen Moore sits back and says, no, I want to be a head coach, I still think Jerry may just say, you're my head coach. Like, this so it'll, 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 that, 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 that be Switzer, a tough Switzer won one with Jimmy Johnson's oh, players. Okay, Jimmy yeah. Johnson had won two. Then Barry Switzer won one. But didn't, didn't the Jimmy Johnson – situation have a lot to do with Jimmy Johnson getting a lot of credit and attention and his ego and Jerry kind of didn't want that and I think Mike McCarthy was brought in precisely because he's not going to give you a Jimmy Johnson because Jerry will get the credit you know doesn't that play into this maybe so but look Jerry was smart enough to hire Kellen Moore boy wonder as his offense coordinator when I saw him I'm like look at that little punk man Oh, that guy can coach. Like, that dude can coach. So, I got to give him credit. He may, he might not look the part, but that dude can coach. Can can they win the Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy, though, as a head coach? Look, I'd, I'd like to say no because, you know, I, I just think you got to have a heck of a lot better clock management and decisions. You know, I just I, – I don't believe you can. Why, why, does, why yesterday in the Chargers game, Brandon Staley went for it, backed up on his own 19-yard line. Why defensive coaches really always do dude? stuff like that? No, my butt. I I never did that. Look, this dude right here. He you can makes say two ass. things. He makes two things. My butt. Thank you. My ass. He, <laughs> I, they go for it twice, backed up inside. And you know who was waiting for it? Baltimore. Baltimore's like, oh, I hope this. I hope this guy goes for it, backed up. And what happened? They did twice, and, and they put their best player in position. Say, all right, go ahead and pitch it over there where where uh, Marlon Humphrey is. Go for it. It's fourth down. Go for it. And they did twice. Marlon Humphrey won both of them, and now you're giving up points right there in the game. It's game, set, match. And, and it's, to me, like there's so many like weird decisions. Like wh- since when is it okay to go for it in your own territory? Like, and that's, but we're saying how brilliant the guy was. This guy, oh, my God, is brilliant. Yeah, because it worked against Cleveland. Yeah, it worked Because they're playing off coverage yeah. and when they got no business playing right, off but, coverage. Coach, let me ask you something. But – on the one hand, I understand what you're saying, and it's highly unusual, and there's a huge downside to that to the risk. On the other hand, you're talking about they were waiting for it, right? Absolutely. So are you claiming that, period, you never do that? Or are you claiming that when you see how the defense is preparing, you got to adjust? Yeah, it's a different situation when it get, it's game on the line. I get that. That's when you go for it. Okay, we all remember the time when Belichick went for it against the Colts on a fourth, yeah. in a fourth oh, quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, but he didn't he trust the it. defense oh, of it. But that's exactly yeah. why yeah. this guy's doing it at at you know second quarter, third quarter. It's not game on the line. We we saw we saw a mistake by McCarthy mentioning him. He goes for it fourth and one. You have a rookie quarterback you're facing on the other side. The hardest points to get in a game are your first points, and you're going to gift them. You get stopped right there, you gift the team points. It it makes no sense. Analytics, analytics get your butt fired or ass fired, if you will. So to me, I I just think it's uh, (laughs) – people got to get back, man. I should have told you you could say that. Yeah, I can't say it now. But (laughs) – 
<laughs> Rex, quick question for you. Why is it why is it not working with Baker? Look, man, Baker Baker's doing a good job. Ba- Baker Mayfield's a, a really good quarterback. He's not elite, guys. He's yeah. not. If you if you think he's Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, all there's a list that goes on and on. He ain't that. Organized Chaos, the podcast with Bart Scott and Rex Ryan. Wherever you get your podcast, KJM ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.